I think that's about it. And I think we, um, if you guys wanted to, I, I don't know if we got into this, but I don't know if you guys wanted to kind of tell us how you guys got together and um, created your podcast. Like, I'm interested to know about that. Well, we are Lunatic Suit Podcast, and um, we are two friends who met via our children at school. Yeah, oh, I, remember. <laughs> I didn't know it was her at the time, but our her oldest, my second, were in kindergarten. And they had their little, you know, coffee boohoo breakfast after you dropped them off. And I just remember this very tall Australian man because you don't forget that. <laughs> no one ever forgets him. I didn't realize it was her until years, yeah, years later. later. Mm-hmm. Um, she thought I hated her. She oh, had a she had a RBF like the you know yeah, an RBF. And then yeah. we would volunteer in kindergarten class together. And she like, wouldn't talk to me because I am she, shy. well, no, she thought I was, <laughs> I was she, she thought I was a bitch. And I, then she was like, I that a lot too, actually. <laughs> you what? No, I said, I get that a lot too. So I understand. I appreciate that. Cause it's like, Hey, just because I look like it doesn't mean I am one. Mm. I know. Right. <laughs> Make the face of one sometimes. So, you know, anyways. And then, um, we connected over a target parking lot, target parking lot every year for, wow. um, target. Halloween. <laughs> I dress my kids up as the, um, Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. So my job in the daytime, I'm a professional photographer. And so I dress them up like in elaborate costumes and every year it's a different setup. And we were running through the target po- parking lot with my kids in there uh like hocus pocus costumes as mary <laughs> winnie and sarah and meg was in the parking lot and i shouted and i was like uh i said something i was like you we just did photos like follow me on instagram and yelled my name to her oh, so God. she followed me and then um we ended up having a mutual friend who i invited to my husband's 40th birthday party and her husband couldn't go so she asked she's like well can my friend meg and another friend come with. And I was like, of course, like we have room. And so she ended up coming. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. <laughs> and then the rest is history. The rest is history. The rest is history. Bonded <laughs> over. I was going through like a spiritual awakening where I had had experiences my whole life of things and mm-hmm. had always like shoved them down. Like it was not okay. It wasn't cool to have these things. People think you're crazy. Like you don't yeah. talk about it. And then finally hit me where I couldn't hide it anymore. I couldn't like, like it was just like seeing, you know, like you guys described, seeing things, realizing like medium abilities, stuff like that were coming through. And I was like, this is wild. And then I found her and, and while, while my, my family might not accept this, I was lucky enough to marry into a family. My mother-in-law's the director of the paranormal investigators of new England, Wilson castle all the time. And she, you know, she knew how I was raised very religious. I was raised Mormon so like that's not okay and so she was very respectful of that but she knew I was interested and so over the years that kind of grew and grew and so I just kind of started accepting it and I realized like I could see things and hear things and feel things since I was a little girl but then we connected and she had some stuff going on in her house and I've been invited to multiple people's homes to try to see what spookies are in there so she had me come over and we were able to pinpoint it It was pretty weird it was weird we also went to ended up I went to a medium that she had gone to and she had said to me like the old hag is showing up um and I haven't had the old hag show up since like 2016 or something like 2017 and it was her that the last time it showed up in a reading and we figured it out after and we were like what anyways it was very it was cool and weird and all the things and then so we started hanging out and one of the things we like to do is is drink hard ciders that's just kind of our thing and we decided we wanted to start a podcast on the spooky things well she was with me while we were investigating and she was like have what how do you feel about would you ever want to do a podcast and it was funny because I had wanted to start a podcast I didn't yeah. know what I wanted to talk about, like what you said. Right. I was thinking about mom life or like, you know, something or by photography or I don't know. And she was like, well, I've been wanting to start a podcast, but I need a co-host. And I was like, sign me up. Like, yes. <laughs> like, I already have all the equipment, please. Yeah. And then, yeah. And we just kind of sat in it for a while. We didn't yeah. really know a name. And we were, we went to a live show of, another podcast and it was all about the moon and they read an article 
and it said, you know, this guy was acting wild. He held up traffic and he said, it was the lunatic soup that made me do it. The cider will get you every time or something so like that. Drunk on site, like hard cider. And so we looked at each other and we're like, lunatic soup. Lunatic soup. Because hard cider was our drink we would have together and it was by the moon and the meaning wow. is, yeah. Yeah. So we are, so we are essentially a soup of, we say wild, weird, and unknown. So like you guys, but we go into things that are more like we tell stories. So we, inter- we do some interviews, but we do more stories where, um, we go into like haunted places, cryptids. We go into all of the wheel of the year Sabbaths. We just recorded our Yule mm-hmm. episode last night. Yes, we go into we go into super um like aliens ufos yes anything supernatural but anything wild weird and unknown so we're very like we try and keep it to things that are very unknown we don't go into like true crime or anything like that we do some conspiracies we do conspiracies as well okay which those ones are love them (laughs) messed up um but a good time tiktok loves conspiracies we found out Um, (laughs) that's when we get our most views on those um but yeah and so we just like every week Meg is the researcher and I am the editor and social media gal. And then we, yeah, we've, we tag team and we've, we honestly, we started this podcast on May 4th, May the 4th be with you of this year. And we, <laughs> yes. And we promised ourselves that we were going to do every week. Um, and we have not missed a day. And even in October, we decided to go hard for spooky season. We did two episodes a week in spooky season. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. It was wild. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a so lot yeah. Props to you guys because yeah. that is a lot. It was a lot. a lot. We burned ourselves out a little bit. Yes, Raina has three kids. <laughs> I have four kids. Yes, it's oh, yeah, no. yeah. So we're busy. We have <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Any any kids? Any kids? Any kids. kids. Yeah, <laughs> but so we're you know we luckily live two blocks from each other, and so it's nice. To, because when we record, we record at my house and Meg comes over and my husband sits downstairs with the kids and just does what it is. And my husband sometimes makes an appearance on the podcast as well. Oh, nice. um, Ozzy acts like you can see he is a ghost in the background of our... Um, oh my gosh, I see that. that is so in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's yeah. Mr. Boo Boo because he tells us where we messed up. Yeah, he likes to tell us when we're wrong about things. So he also was not a believer. Like you're saying that your husband's like, so he was not into this at all. He did not believe it. He was not there. But since my stuff started happening, stuff started happening in our house. And then things started happening that he could not. Yeah, he can debunk. He couldn't <laughs> debunk it. And he was like, okay, fine. And so he came with us <laughs> ghost hunting mm-hmm. uh, two weekends, three weekends ago, whatever. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's now a part of it. That's awesome. My husband came um, investigating with us too at the Wilson the second time we went and he was trying to debunk everything and I was like, you know what? Just go outside, please. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) You're done for the day. I'm done. I'm going to go outside and talk to somebody and figure out how they like do this and how they, you know, scheme people into this. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't need your negative energy around here right I now. mean I just wait until if stuff starts happening in your house because ours was like someone kept going up and down the stairs and we kept thinking oh. it was our kids or the cats or something and then we realized it wasn't that and he couldn't figure it out and then we had another haunted experience at another house where our door handle was jiggling and he oh like tried so hard to debunk it and he couldn't and then he was like like I could tell it was like it changed him because he realized he was like fuck that's funny well we've I've had I don't want to keep going at this but like we've had stuff happen at my house too and like I told you right before Halloween yeah. I heard I thought my kids woke up we were watching a movie and I turned around at the stairs there's nobody there and I'm like yes. I that there was a kid coming yeah. down and there is a little boy in my house so that's how I was like all right like, yeah that was, that was him but you know obviously he's he's like I didn't hear anything I'm like okay fine whatever whatever he'll get there he'll get there eventually if enough weird stuff keeps happening he might he'll he'll eventually have to yeah. like yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> they don't want to scare themselves that's like i know yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> well shall we move on to the story yes let's go ahead let's go into the wilson or oh, the wilson oh my god hello that would be a good one to do an episode on the wilson yeah, yeah. <laughs> next time i'm up yes. for it. 
So today we're going to talk about the Stanley Hotel. And I have a brief-ish, as Raina will attest to, I don't do brief history very well. She doesn't. And also, we banter a lot. So feel free to interject if you feel like you need to say something. I apologize. I swear a little, which... A little? I'll try, not, I'll try not to do it for your podcast. Um, don't worry about it. Go, go right ahead. Okay, Vanessa, okay. same same boat? Okay. She's done it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Ours is not a couple times. This one is, but I'll try and minimize. Yeah, you're good. You're okay. good. She had to change us to explicit. Just be yourself. Go for it. <laughs> I did have to. But we also, it's not just me. It's fine. It's fine. It's Everyone fine. does it. Just be yourself. You know, that's better. I feel well, like that's it. That is myself. It's my authentic it really self. So that's is. what I do. That's, that's who I am. My kids yell at me Try all the time. Try to stop it and you're gonna be, it's going to be worse. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> okay. So the Stanley Hotel is a 140-room Colonial Revival hotel, hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. It's about five miles from the entrance of the Rocky Mountain National Park. It was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley, co-founder of the Stanley Motor Carriage Company, and opened on July 4th in 1909. Dang. Sorry, we have a fruit Freaking fly flying flies. around. Just one. And we don't know where it came from. And it's driving There's us. There's two. There's two. two. Oh, God. It's going to drive us we nuts. To I think, okay. Quickly, let's take a picture. Cheese. Oh, yeah. I love how you love it. pause in the middle of the oh my gosh. I found no, it was the perfect time though, because we were like chasing a fruit yeah. fly. Just, like, where? I don't know where the fruit oh thing came from. We think someone sent them. It's a long so story. So flies are supposed to be a sign that someone has yeah. intention towards you. Yeah. And, and we haven't seen one in a long time. And now they're All back. of a sudden there's two today and it, they will not leave us alone. And we're. My house was infested in flies uh, last summer. It was insane. Like I couldn't figure out where they were coming from. And they, they were like, there was like thousands of them. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. They just yeah. want to get on the show. That's yeah. why. <laughs> Well, hopefully not. You guys seem like good juju, so we'll get yeah. <laughs> uh, We gotta wait. Hang on. I feel like you're reading a story. We gotta do how we normally do. This is. This, I, I was not. Okay. I am so sorry. You guys have to talk about yourself. I have the bladder of a walnut. I'll be right back. You can roll my head. Don't you're literally like the reflection of us like that's how I, we do our I do love it so much it feels very comfortable I will say that if it, this is the one part about our podcast that we did not say is because lunatic soup means like hard cider so every episode we drink a different cider um Ooh. and so that's like so every episode we try cider so before we got on we recorded the like intro to our um episode oh, yes. and so we are like we have our cider we're drinking that's what we're drinking is cider in our sweet lunatic soup Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. I like that. We'll send you guys some if you want some koozies. We'll get yes. your address. Yeah, I'm drinking boring all the water. It's not for everyone, but for us when we're recording, it makes it much more enjoyable. Yes, it does. I did have a glass of wine before I came here, but you know. That's why you keep laughing. <laughs> oh my God. Now I know. I was like, why does she keep laughing at everything? She's not going to water it down. You got giggly on some wine. Yes. No, ours is the, we, every episode, we drink a different cider. So like we started off this way, but then we both had a pre, a little pre-glass while we were prepping because we had to. A little spice. Exactly. Yeah. We had too many kids. Okay. Moms and nerves. Mom, you understand. Yeah. That's mom life, man. Her her youngest just stood outside of the bathroom like this. Doing what? Trying to scare me and it Uh, worked. Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> little gremlin okay, okay back so, to the story yes okay so the stanley hotel so it began as a upper class resort for easterners who were trying to get some fresh air and healing from tuberculosis okay consumption consumption the yes. vampire disease yeah mm. you guys know a lot about that in new england yes <laughs> I just learned about it, so. <laughs> um, this hotel is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Okay. Uh, Stanley was inspired to build the hotel after he visited Estes Park in 1903, and he was so impressed by the beauty, he thought, I've got to do this. <laughs> he wanted people to go there and relax and have, like, a healthy getaway. The Stanley was one of the most high-class hotels in the country when it opened. It had electric lights, telephones, Ensuite bathrooms and uniform staff staff servants. That was not something that was normal at this point in time. Okay. I mean, like if you're in like New York City or something like that, yes. But not in like Colorado. Yeah. It was very unusual, especially the electric lights. Okay. 
Um, if you, you guys are probably familiar with the Omni Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire. We'll have to go investigate together one time. On the bucket list. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. I am there. I, I went there last year. It's beautiful, but it, it is based after the Stanley Hotel. Okay. When you drive up to it, it looks like it. I telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely stunning. What's that? I was telling you, it's literally the Stanley Hotel. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it's a duplicate. It is. And the stuff you get in there is incredible. Actually, funny side story. Do you guys watch the Food Network? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, one of the Food Network stars was in the in the basement getting coffee when Ooh. I was there. The big guy, the big English guy. I can't think of his name right now. Gordon Ramsay? No, the other one. <laughs> Oh, that guy, no, I mean, I, I don't have to watch it. This is, that is he so does, vague. He it is does. so vague for it. He's, he's a big guy. In guy, guy Fieri? Guy Fieri? No. No, guy. he does Restaurant no. Impossible where he comes in and he completely demolishes the rest. Okay, you gotta look him up. You know, like, Pause <laughs> now. We've got to figure it out. <laughs> restaurant Impossible? Yes. This is how we are, you guys. I'm so sorry. That guy. I don't know who that is. Do you not know who that is? Um, hang on. I'll tell you guys. Hang on. What the heck is his name? No, I want to know. I know. I don't know. Well, I'll show you a picture of him. I've never seen him before. No. I watch Food Network, too. I love watching food shows. I don't, I don't know. watch the Food Network. Then Robert, I get... Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine. Irvine. Irvine? Irvine. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyways. It's the basement. <laughs> And yeah, it's like, oh, hello. We we differ on pronunciations a lot in uh, on the podcast because she is from the East Coast and I am from the West Coast. Yeah. We have a lot of disagreements on how things are pronounced. So is it apricot or apricot? Oh my gosh. I would oh, say apricot. 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 It's apricot. <laughs> See, that happens to me too with the so Canadian funny. accent. Yes. Yeah. I asked for a bag one time but i said bag and they're like okay, okay bag. that's a washington so, so washington uh, we're like two hours from the canadian border so we yeah. have a lot of the canadian accent so i say bag as well i say like milk instead of milk oh. milk milk milk. Do I say yeah. milk 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 it depends on what i'm speaking what else yeah. is really really- lots of things yeah <laughs> i got bullied for mispronouncing um pasta oh even like, pasta 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 but oh yeah pasta and i'm like I'm sorry. Like, sorry. sorry. But you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, you figured so, it out. Yeah. It's a exactly. <laughs> yeah, we just disagree a lot on, on pronunciation. So, you know, it's life. It's what do you do? Fine. <laughs> okay. By the 1970s, the hotel's beauty was beginning to fade because it was not being taken care of. Stephen King and his wife stayed at the Stanley in 1970 for one night, in the 1970s, for one night. And that was enough to inspire him to become to write what would become his third greatest novel of all time, The Shining. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The novel was adapted in the 1980 film, which was directed by Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick? Kubrick. That's the word. That sounds right. The Stanley is now a popular tourist destination, and the hotel offers a variety of tours, including ghost tours, and tours of the rooms that were used in the filming of The Shining. Now, fun fact... The Shining, the outside, was actually a hotel in Oregon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wow. I like, the that. outside scenes. Like, when you look at it, when they oh, show it, was the it hotel, but... it's, the, it's the, the Stanley. But when they do the outside scenes. Like the maze? Yeah. That's a hotel in like Oregon. Like, little boys running and outside and, okay. Which we should go. You'll learn something I learned wow. something new today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I learned. This is like the story of our podcast. She tells stories, and I just listen, and I learn new new stuff. All the time. I'm always surprised. Yeah, like the sheep fancier. <laughs> we have an episode that comes out tomorrow that is about Yuletide monsters. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. Episodes. And so it's about like everything. Basically, the scariness where Christmas is based off of like, and and it was horrifying she hated everything i hated it because i like a happy christmas and it was <laughs> scarring like you ruined 
Christmas for me. It's like literally what I said. I said, we're done. I'm never doing that again. But she's like, don't worry. I have round two for next year. I'm like, great. I'm going to put it on tomorrow when I'm driving. Please do, because I think you're going to regret it. And if you do, don't blame me. It is Meg's fault. I'm driving in the woods tomorrow, so that'll be perfect. I'm going to grab I was like, why are you driving in the woods? No, I want to listen to it. Yeah, it's there's a, a lot of things that were cool because it was like, wow, that's where we got that tradition, like leaving milk and cookies it's or like so, so many things that were like kind of terrifying that that's where we got that tradition from. Um, but also cool, but also scary. And yeah, it's really interesting. You can listen to it. And you guys let us know what you think. Yeah, let you know. Me too. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> So um, why did King choose this location as his inspiration? Stephen King stayed at the Stanley Hotel with his wife in 1974. They were like, there was very few guests at the time. They were some of the only guests. They would have thought that they were alone, even though there were some other guests on the hotel. So it was but creepy. It was creepy as fuck. Yep. Um, the hotel was not just me. Beginning to be, but you're a lot worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> um the hotel was starting to be shut down for the winter because at this point it would close over the winter and just be open during the warm months which um the mount washington hotel was the same until recent years yeah also king was struck by how eerie it was and it probably had to do with you know winter was coming and it was just them i mean i think that would be eerie anywhere anywhere by yourself yeah so that night he had a nightmare that his son was being chased down the hall by a fire hose and he used that to kind of catapult the story of The Shining. He liked it because the hotel was so isolated. It's located in the Rocky Mountains. Like there's nothing there. It is completely remote and it's perfect for a horror novel, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's where people die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very exactly. true. <laughs> That's what we said. You're like, why are you going to the woods? You're like, exactly. Where people die. I'm. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to Portland this weekend. Portland, Oregon, this weekend. And my friend was like, Offensive. "Let's sorry, <laughs> let's stay at this Airbnb." And she shared it with me. And it's in somebody's house. I'm like, "Oh no, seen this movie before." No, we're and not doing that. No. So I found us a hotel. Okay. okay. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, much safer. Yeah. We yeah, want scary movies to know how to protect exactly. ourselves. Exactly. And, you know, be precautious. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, I can run faster than you, friend. So this is more on you. <laughs> <laughs> Try to save your life. <laughs> Sorry. So over the years, the hotel has been the site of many, many deaths, including the death of a housekeeper who. It, some accounts say she was we're going to go into this in a little bit some accounts say she was killed by an explosion in the room we'll find out that that wasn't really the case but that's kind of where the legend legend evolved mm-hmm. um then the death the deaths on the premises give the hotel that haunted that like yeah. all the stories all the lore and all the legend and really if we didn't have those passed down stories would we think many things were haunted no yeah. people like us who are more sensitive like you guys and us we probably would get, you know, we pick up sense. on you pick up on it anywhere. You can be in any place. It doesn't have to be known as haunted, and you do like right. But I think those stories that are passed down yeah. give the general public that sense of a haunting. Thousand percent. Um, since the Stanley was so large and kind of that imposing Victorian architecture, Stephen King was like, "Yep, this is it." And he loved the winding staircases and the dark corners that were kind of like claustrophobic and suspenseful. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. All those things make a great. It makes for a creepy story. Yeah, he made like something out of nothing, pretty yeah. much. Like he had, yeah, like, a little nightmare, and then yeah. he like made this huge, you know, major yeah, like, work. Was lucid dreaming yeah. Too, so yeah. Wow. It's like literally, yeah. he's like, I mean, writing is an art. It's an artist. He took something that was yeah. nothing and made it into a what are the most famous stories of all time terrifying yeah we could have ignored yeah. it we should go yes yeah. so that's kind of a brief history on the background of the stanley hotel did you guys have a story that you would like to share about the hotel um so i know you're gonna go into like the rooms and which ones are haunted and stuff so you can go ahead and do that um so why don't you say your part first because i know it's much more detailed and then we'll <laughs> 
a little she's she is very detailed this is not me this is all her she's so detailed no, and, i love it though because i'm like overthinking my, my stuff i'm like oh my god no don't no 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 no. don't overthink it because i this is i'm the one over here and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give you something that's basic so it's you a, know it's a me problem it's a her problem it's a great thing to be a problem podcast <laughs> But I sometimes I have to reel her in and be like, "Hey, too much, too much information. We gotta reel it back." Reel it in. You know, it I wish I was like that in school. That's so I know, right? I know <laughs> when you write essays. <laughs> yeah, not good. I... <laughs> All right, so let's talk about room two seventeen. It is one of the most infamous rooms of the Stanley Hotel. Normally, I'm reading on my phone, but I wanted it to be available for other things if need be hang on aka kids i know i just had to text yeah. my husband and be like make sure you get our daughter to basketball practice mm-hmm. <laughs> we are still moms yes. <laughs> always i know i've got my phone on me too don't worry yep <laughs> up until 1911 the hotel was one of the only locations powered by electricity that was one of the draws of the hotel and because electricity was becoming less and less available at the time they decided to change everything over like the lighting system to gas powered. Okay. Elizabeth Wilson was the lead housekeeper of the Stanley. And one of her jobs was to go around every night and light the gas powered lamps. Okay. On June 25th, 1911, she was going room to room lighting the lights. And then she got to room 217. This was the day after the pipes had been filled with gas. Mm. She lit the light in 217 and it caused a massive explosion. It injured her very badly, but she did manage to survive and was taken to the hospital. 10% of the hotel was said to be destroyed. One guest reported seeing a bathtub flying through the air. So Yikes, an explosion. Big explosion. Wow. And like I said before, there were some reports that she died. And I think that kind of more leans into the lore and legend and hauntedness of the hotel. But she she did survive, and she was in a coma. After she recovered, she returned to work at the hotel in 1913, so two years, Mm -hmm. and she remained an employee until 1950. Jeez. That's wild. You got blown up at some place, and you're like, I'm not going to leave. I'm still going to work there. I'd be done. I'd be like, see you later. I'm like, no, no, not coming back. (laughs) Yeah, no. Out. Um. She soon after died and employees after this employees and guests report that she just never left the hotel and that she resides in room 217. I mean, I feel like I could see that she had a very traumatic experience there and she obviously had a love for it. Well, yeah. she, if she didn't leave. That, <laughs> yeah. Guest report. Yeah. Yeah. Guest report waking up in the morning and their room and personal belongings are all tidied up. She can come move into my house. She can come here anytime. I was just going to say, I'd love right. to have her visit me. <laughs> can we all have a ghostie that like cleans up after oh, us? Really? That'd be nice. Like it while we're away or at school or in work, like thank you I'll so much. Burn, I, I don't think I'll never mind. burn any rosemary or sage to get rid of you. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. keep you here. You're Please welcome. stay. Yeah, you're welcome. If you just want to tidy up after me, that'd be great. Literally. <laughs> there are reports of guests waking up in their fulls. Uh, clothes are folded and their suitcases are all organized um guests report waking up in the morning and they're oops i already just read that moving on (laughs) one guest reported that when they woke up their bed sheets were made and tucked in around them as in somebody like you know when you tuck in your kid and you put the sheets under them make it it all cozy it was like that so she loves taking care of people Mm -hmm. however it, you don't like it when I say it. I know it's bad. I anytime she says however, I know it's not good. Some something bad happens. This one's not too bad. Oh, okay. If you stay at the hotel and you are an unmarried couple, she oh. gets a little upset. Unmarried couples report that their room gets very cold when they head to bed and that they can feel something getting into bed between them to keep them apart. Oh my goodness, lady. Wow. <laughs> she does not approve. She doesn't approve. She's not no premarital something about it. just watch <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean an old lady in the room is sure to put that fire out. right that's yeah. 10 yeah ten thousand percent there are numerous guests that report seeing her as an apparition they hear her footsteps and they just the general consensus is that they feel her presence in the room some say that they report her touching them Okay, like touching their shoulder, caressing their head, just to let them know that she's there. 
One guest, a woman named Susan, was staying in room 217 in the 1990s. She woke up in the middle of the night and she saw Wilson standing at the end of her bed. She was wearing a white dress and an apron and she had a sad look on her face. Susan was terrified and so she pulled the covers up over her bed and when she peeked out from under the covers a few minutes later, Wilson was gone. Susan told the hotel staff about her experience, but they were skeptical. They told her that she must have been dreaming. However, Susan knew that she had what she had seen, and she knew she encountered the ghost of Elizabeth. Yeah. It's one of those things when you know, you know. Yeah. Like what we said earlier. (laughs) In addition to Wilson's ghost, there have been many other reports of paranormal activity in room 217. They see people see shadows, hear strange strange noises, cold spots. And some guests report being attacked. Oh, no one wants that. That's no fun. Probably men. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Most likely. You're up to no good. Just saying. Don't mess with a lot of people. I feel like in our times, uh, of all of our stories with female ghosts from back in that day, a lot of times, I mean, some male ghosts hate women. We've figured that out. A lot of times older, like, women ghosts will, like, they hate younger men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some male ghosts like women too much. Yes. Get a little frisky. Unresolved trauma over here. That's exactly <laughs> it. You never know what you're going to encounter, I guess. So, <laughs> all right. Do you guys have, do you guys have one? Um, so we did find that in room, also room 428, there've been um, sightings of a Wild West cowboy who haunts the And most it, the the ones that report this are female guests because he um tries to lean in and kiss them. We'll touch them. He's right in the open chest bed. He'll violate their face. So that's what's been reported in room four twenty eight. So I feel like as a woman, I would never go there. I'd rather yeah. go in nope. with Elizabeth and have yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Know, have her snuggle with Yes, <laughs> I mean, people say you have to like be very brave to get into that room because four twenty eight. Really? Active. Yeah, very active. Apparently, they like... say they he stands like at the corner of the bed. Yeah, and you hear like footsteps all the time, like from I think it's from the from above, but it, they're saying it's impossible because there's nothing at the top above the top. it. So, Interesting. Yeah. So that's why they say you know if you're brave enough. Going to the room. I feel like that room has to be super sought. What? I said go in and meet the wild, wild one. Yeah, cowboy. but I feel like that room has to be super sought after, though. If like to book that room, you have to. You probably it's probably a big deal because I would feel as a paranormal investigator, like a lot of people. If you're going there, that's where you'd want to stay. Is like the most active, like where you're gonna, exactly. yeah, have a man from the wild, wild west standing. There. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, personally, I, I I take that room. That's the only other room. That room. Yeah, that's the only other room that I found that was um, haunted. But I don't know. Did you? Have one? Um, there's also room 401. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying more than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was like a cave-like attic, so it wasn't really used as much. Um, so it's where female employees, children, and nannies stayed. And now today, guests have reported still that they hear children running around, laughing, giggling. Oh, that's why they leave lollipops. That's why they leave lollipops upstairs in the fourth floor. I did read that, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and there's also, um, there's a famous closet, I think, in the fourth floor, where it always tends to open and shut on its own. Interesting. Very randomly. So the fourth floor is very active. Yeah. So we're staying on the fourth floor. <laughs> the fourth so, floor. A little tidbit, like you guys went in- investigating together. When we started this podcast, I refused to ghost hunt. I was not <laughs> investigating. I was not even because I have medium abilities. And I was like, they come to me on their own all the time. I don't need to seek them out. Yeah, and, then she, <laughs> and then she convinced me for the first, I went to the first one and I was like, okay, fine. This is really fun. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> like it was a, it couldn't, but I'm still a little apprehensive. I still don't know that I want. Yeah. I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> I know like for me, it's like the abandoned places. I get really like freaked out. Yeah. Not because of the ghost, to be honest with you, but the because people. of like physical people. Yeah. No, but we say that all the time. Be more afraid of the people. Yes. And animals too, because you never know. It could be like, I don't know, like what if it's somewhere in the woods or there's like, yeah. a big wolf. I don't want to get like, eaten. Don't get me wrong. The <laughs> The like abandoned the same asylums, they look cool. Yeah, but, but like, like I don't know up. who's there. Yeah. 
And again, spirits. I went yeah. to Kings Park on Long Island over the summer in New York, and we went to the abandoned asylum there. And apparently it's in that side of the family because they're like, okay, let's go in. So I had one cousin standing out on the street with the kids. <laughs> the rest Safe. of us were hoisting each other up into the windows. Oh, my God. Oh God. And we're all grown ass adults. <laughs> you gotta have some fun sometimes, you know, right? yeah. And yeah, but we were going in and I, I told my cousin, like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. I kept seeing a knife in my mind. I kept seeing a knife. She goes, it's fine. I'm like, I'm not worried about a spirit. Like the spirits I think are telling me that we got to get out of here. Exactly. I just got yeah. So we left and we got some really good footage and it was incredible. And later on we were talking to another cousin and he said, yeah, you got to be careful there because like, there's a lot of homeless people that live in there and they stab, like there's reports of them stabbing people who go in. I'm like, I'll see. Told you. Yeah, for that good intuition. Right. <laughs> We've had a couple of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I have in mind this small, but um, there's apparently a vortex at the Stanley hotel. And the grand staircase of the Stanley is known as the Vortex. This is said to be the location of the most or the most activity at the hotel. Um, multiple theories. One, multiple theories. Hang on. <laughs> multiple theories. One is that there is a placement of mirrors on either side. So mirrors across from each other, which we know that's not good at all. Nope. Um, and they create the infinity illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, another is that the location of the staircase lines up with the ley lines of the hotel um, and or w- of the earth. And so it's the energy ley lines. So that in itself brings a ton of energy. Yeah. yeah. They only have some type of like um, crystal underneath its ground. Yeah, Does it? Yeah. I think there's, is that the Stanley? It is the Stanley. They have. I think. I think so. I, I, think allowed, I think you're allowed to visit the cave now. I don't know. If- yeah. Uh, yeah, but it probably has something to do with that too, like the electromagnetic fields from the Earth. Yeah, where yeah that makes sense because they say, yeah, they're just in general. It's the most. While you're googling, it's the most active place. Mister Stanley and his wife are often reported on the staircase, like being seen there. Um, lots of footsteps running up and down. Voices are heard along with music that starts and stops while going up and down the staircase. And it is apparently like the place to investigate when you are there investigating. Yes. Done. Well, if you can go into a cave under the Stanley, I want to do that. With crystals? Yeah, I How think many? there's, yeah, I think there's like, the, that's, I think. So I it's like a built, like they built the cave, then built the Stanley on top. Or like the cave was like, is a natural cave. I've never I heard think, about the cave, but I I've heard about the crystals. Cave. I think I have it here. I've heard about the cave numerous times, though, but I didn't know if it was like. Well, while she was doing. But I feel like that would that would make so much sense. Mm-hmm. We have a yeah. little town up here, which our listeners have heard us way, talk about way too much. But um, Port Gamble, Washington, that is insanely haunted, and a lot of the theory on why it's so haunted is because of the. Um, rock that's beneath it like yeah. it's granite right is it granite is that uh, what it is uh, i don't think it's granite um what i can't remember what it is but it's something that holds a lot of energy and it's it's yeah. also on a ley line i believe it's on a ley, a ley line and that and there so this whole town it's a very small teeny tiny town but it is every building is haunted like severely haunted every place has ghosts and spirits and whatever but this is like you know extreme haunted yeah. the most haunted house in washington is there which we've investigated a few times um but, and it has, and a lot of it, they think has to do with like the, what's built on top of and the ley lines there. So. And I think that's what they said about the Stanley too, in one of the videos that I was watching was like, there was some type of like a rock or like a mineral or something. Yeah. The, the You know, the, the ground where it was built upon. And that's what. Yeah. It just, I feel okay. like it is granite. I want to say it is. That's really interesting. Oh, she found the underground cave. So they actually the Stanley. So I'm guessing um, when you go on the 75-minute spiritual tour at the Stanley, they also take you down to the cave. So this is where workers moved about the hotel, like through the cave. They would come in. Oh, okay, come in and out. Come in and out. 
Um, so basically beneath the hotel is a higher than average concentration of limestone and quartz. Limestone and quartz, exactly. I think, oh, you, I think, I think you're right. I think there's limestone and quartz. Yeah. So that's kind of what helps. Yeah. That's what helps the, to capture the energy basically of the property. I mean, it, it relates back to, you know, residual energy or stone tape theory, how stuff imprints on the natural surroundings. Yep. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow have energy the they do energy. yeah <laughs> and it yeah everything holds energy too so exactly. now, I really, now i really want to go and me too that's like my it's, top yeah. thing i just want to yeah. go to where how far is it from like denver do we know this oh you can drive it's not far okay well i have a place for us to stay in denver <laughs> you have a place for us to stay everywhere reyna we just got to get a plane ticket made we can do that and a hotel at the Stanley. One night. I have, uh, Skippy lives there and has, Skippy! He's my husband's best, his his name's oh. I can't remember. My husband's best Australian friend lives, oh, like, he's so from cool. Australia as well, and he also lives in, in the U.S. and lives in Denver, um, but I feel like that'd be worth going down, and then we'll go up. I'm just saying. We could stay with them and then go up for one night, or just an investigation. Okay, no, we want to spend the night. Come to the Stanley. It's been a while, like, we've we, been thinking about it for very Yes, long time. and another one of our friends that we, we've made a friend through um, the podcast, actually. She's um, from Toronto as well, and she's a um, medium, mm-hmm. so she would love to come to the Stanley with us to do, like, a full-on investigation. Well, maybe we just need to set something up for next I year. I was going there, the energy that we could, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, I was, like, I, I was even telling her, I'm, like, I don't want to do anything else for my birthday, Literally. but, like, go somewhere, like, crazy like this (laughs) yeah we also have a really cool place in seattle that we want to go investigating um the uh what's it called the one with the suitcases oh panama panama hotel and it's not as popular but it sounds like it's like one of the it's an extremely haunted hotel that is not very very well known well, um, I like those places that are not very well known. Yeah. I feel like awesome. I really think we should do an episode on that place. Yeah, so it's a it used to be a Japanese bathhouse. And before World War II, there was a, a, obviously a lot of Japanese people that would come and stay there. And then, unfortunately, Washington is one of the states that had the camps for yeah. Asian American people. And so they were taken out and brought to the camps and their stuff was left in the basement and it's still there today wow Wow. that is oh my gosh and the hotel is still there the bathhouse is still there wow that makes sense now but yeah Uh so we had another like um amanda from pretty effing effing spooky like who's another like local to us um medium and you know into the whole thing yeah she was telling us about it and we we had just read an article about it and i was like okay we got it we gotta go so I want to go. I don't know. Maybe you, we'll make it out like to you guys. You guys come here, yeah. and then we'll we'll go be to the Colorado and to Stanley. I think that would be so yeah. fun. We're I mean, down for a little. My birthday is on May thirty first, so I was trying to plan something for May. So let's. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I February. We could just meet somewhere in, in the middle. middle. Oh. Yeah. April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. I love it. Crazy. We'll, we'll, we'll figure good. it out. We'll figure it out. We have to. We have to figure it out. Perfect. Do you guys have another one or who, where are we at? I got, I got another one. You guys for it? She's got, she's got them guys. Don't worry. <laughs> she's always got it. I just sit here like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just let her talk. <laughs> and then I just spew whatever I decide needs to be said. Yep. I love it. I sometimes get, I sometimes chew them. Mm-hmm. They're not in, in, as in depth as hers. Ever. Yeah. So there's, I wanted to do this one. It's Lucy, the ghost of the Stanley Hotel. I wonder why. I have a Lucy myself. She's my third daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of different versions of the story of who Lucy is. According to the staff hotel, Lucy's a girl. She was about 13 years old and she was a runaway that came to the Stanley. She made her way into the basement and was kind of squatting there, staying there mm-hmm. to keep warm. Colorado winters, awful. Freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hotel was set to do some construction in the concert hall. So maintenance maintenance workers went down into the basement to kind of check the structure underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's where they found her hiding. They forced her to leave right then and there. And 
she she was put outside and that night the temperature dropped below zero and so the next day the workers were surveyed surveying the area and they found her frozen to death oh that's so sad it is so she's now said to reside in the basement and their concert hall at the sandy stanley she said to like candy and she moves the candy around the hotel if it's left out her favorite is lollipops and you guys talked about the lollipops maybe that's yep Lollipops. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a thing there. Yeah. Um, there are a few pictures of Lucy, and we'll put them up on our social media, but there's this one picture. They were doing an investigation. This woman was snapping pictures. When she went and looked back at it, you see this kind of see-through apparition, and you can clearly see it's a little girl in, like, a pink dress, and oh, was not on the tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Guests and employees often hear footsteps and sometimes we'll see a full-on apparition of a young girl running around. A popular story about Lucy tells of a group of group of guests who were staying at the hotel on the fourth floor. The fourth floor is the one that we kind of have deduced that has the most activity. Uh, They were sitting in the room late one night when they heard the sound of footsteps in the hallway. The footsteps stopped outside the door and there was a knock. And the guests opened the door, and when they did, they saw Lucy standing there. She was wearing a white dress and had long, dark hair, and she looked very sad. The guests asked Lucy if she needed anything, but she didn't say anything, and she turned and walked away. And then they went and looked out into the hallway, and she was gone. Dang. And that's a very common yeah, common thing to happen. She's almost ding-dong ditching. Almost ding-dong ditching. We should teach her that. We should go there and teach her how to ding-dong ditch. All right, Lucy, you just, like, ding-dong, then you disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I've heard of her yeah. story, too, and, I'm, and it, it seems like that's, like, one of the biggest mysteries, because I don't know how she got to be there. Like, was she, you know, like you said, like, um, froze to death, was a runaway, like, very, very sad story, I think, you yeah. know. Yeah, there was another where she was maybe a daughter of, of someone who worked there, something like yeah. that. Yeah, there's... Like you said, there's many stories, but still sad. I know, yeah. I'm sorry. So sad. Uh, they, they do say the concert hall is also haunted yeah. um, because the, the guy that created the Stanley F.O. Stanley built the concert hall for his wife, Flora. Mm-hmm. So her spirit is also seen um, coming on and off the stage in the concert hall. Um, and like we said, there's some bad ghosts in there. Dennis is one of them. Um, that's a spirit that is spotted in the concert hall as well. However, he's not the best spirit to encounter because he's known to leave scratch marks on people's like backs. Yay! Yeah, that, no, that's where it's that where I'd be done. I yeah. I couldn't do that. Exactly. I know them. Like when it comes, like, please don't touch me. Like I'll yeah. 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 No. yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, they also see a lot of like women coming and going in like you know back in the day like clothing so they look like they're going to like a ball or like a you yeah, know like fancy yeah so the, there's been those kind of sightings in the concert hall as well so that's another haunted location another inside big of the Stanley the birth of the Estes method oh yes the Estes oh, method. oh was I there saw, yeah I saw you guys and I, I saw you guys write that down so let's tell that story yeah, so apparently um, the Estes Method was invented by Connor Randall, who is an investigator now, but he was also a former Stanley employee. He worked at the Stanley for about five years, I think, um, and now he's an investigator. Um, he named it after the Estes Park, so Estes Method. Um, the So the Estes Method is, uh, we know this, but maybe for some of our listeners that might not know, the Estes Method is a way to communicate with spirit through a radio frequency which is picked up by Spirit Box using noise cancellation headphones. So it takes two people to do this. Uh, one is under, so you put on the headphones and you've got the Spirit Box, so you're listening into the radio frequency. And then the other person is asking a question. So you don't hear the, what questions the, the other person is asking. And so you're just kind of talking back to whatever's coming through um, the radio frequency. And um, a lot of times the answers correlate very well, yeah. actually, with the question. So it's really interesting how that works. And so it was actually, yeah, so it was, it, this was invented at the Stanley mm-hmm. Hotel by fascinating. So my husband did this at our last 
ghost investigation he volunteered and because there was a paranormal team there from Oregon who had all the equipment and they were like does anybody want to you know do this part and my husband did it um it was very inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) they uh the ghosties did not like some of the people asking the questions and they made physical comments they made comments about their physique and my husband had no idea what he he thought he thought the ghosts were calling him overweight. Oh, oh my god. But there was this one lady who was being very disrespectful and was not um yeah. doing things as we think should things should be done. I'll say. Wasn't acting very ethically. Yeah, and um the ghosties called her out. Called her out via my husband and my husband had no idea and then after we were done we left and I was like <laughs> you oh my. no he had no idea I was like do you realize what, what you like what I was like he, he I was he goes yeah the ghosts were calling me fat and I was like no babe it wasn't you you oh were, my god you, like there was someone on the stage and you said too large get off oh that oh my god they don't hold back though like they, they didn't and it was it was wild and he again is not like a massive believer but he also after that he was like I thought they were just calling me fat. And it's like, no, they were not. <laughs> oh my God. No, it was, yeah, we, yeah. Have you guys ever, oops, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I was going to ask, have you ever done this, the Estes method? Yeah. So we've done it in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Because there's um, a spirit in there that, I don't know, th- apparently there used to be a farm there or something happened on the grounds where the house was built and he's just kind of stuck, but he's, it's so like he's boy. like well the little boy is a part for it's, it's a different story and then he's yeah um, just it's become to the point where he's like a negative energy now because he's been there for oh. so long and he just, like, comes and yeah. goes comes and goes and when we're like i was like why can't you why don't you just leave and a psychic medium had told me like he has nowhere to go and so when she answered back she was under and i was asking the questions and she goes i uh i can't go or yeah. i have nowhere to go or something like that and i was like oh my god oh my god I was like oh my god he actually answered right yeah <laughs> it's why when they do answer like we did one in a place uh near us and Meg was under and it ended up it was wild like listening back to it um we aired it on Halloween and it was we worked out that there was like a fire in the area and a little boy that was in the house and like all it was where my husband and I stayed where like the door handle was jiggling and so yeah. Um, it's a wedding venue around here and my best friend had gotten married there so we got like we had stayed there um, at the venue and then we made friends with them and went back and investigated and Meg like figured out this whole story of this kid that was in a fire and it was like the whole because it was it's wild when the the there's a response the whole time like and there's no way she could hear what we're saying and it's you're she's responding to what we're asking and yeah so a whole we figured out a few things we don't know we don't think a fire happened in the place where it happened but it was in the area and yeah it's the oldest building there so we think that they're just like comfortable there or i don't know yes it's crazy how it just, works and... i've had a uh, like a really creepy experience with the ss method i wasn't under but mm-hmm. we went to the lizzie borden a couple of days ago Ooh, i saw that on your instagram and honestly there's this okay th- there's apparently this like demon in the basement His, they call him carl they're kind of rude to him like they kind of like go back and forth with each other because he insults them so they like have God. this like back and forth thing with him I don't oh, know man. um so this one lady that was a part of the investigation she went under and um we got a lot of answers like you know the people who were murdered there came out to some other people came out as well that we had no idea about um and at the end I'm guessing the I want to call him the demon came out and he was saying like, she's mine. Like you cannot take her out basically of the trance. Like she's going to keep talking to me. She's mine. Because the boyfriend was asking the girl. So the girl that was under was her boyfriend was the one asking the questions. And then she was responding. And so the entity was pretty much saying, oh, she's mine now. She's going to be under. Like don't take her out. Like she's going to keep talking to me kind of thing. And I was like, um, that's not, and then at the end it said demons are like, we're leaving. All right, bye. <laughs> like, okay, bye. Yeah. So it's wild right. when you're under, 
you really kind of do go into a trance. You don't really remember what you said afterwards. You're not really conscious of what you're saying. Like, obviously, you know, you're talking and all of that, but you're not really conscious of what's moving through you. It's true. Because his name, Connor Randall, he said the best way to kind of get into a very deep trance is obviously to be blindfolded, but to be rocking back and forth. Yeah, so like you're meditating. Apparently I was doing that. She was rocking and we were like, yeah, she was fully going for it. It was good. I mean, I mean, she just, I didn't know that I was doing those things. Naturally sometimes. Because again, you're in a trance, so you don't know what's going on. In a lot of verse, we stopped asking questions because it just was flowing. Like everything she was saying was like, making sense or whatever and then we would say a question it would answer it and then it would like spark to something else and it was like it was wild when what when she did it where we were it was like I was like dang like yeah okay so we need to do an Estes session at the Stanley Hotel yes I mean well that's the birthplace so we I, that's rude not to be exactly I can already like foresee it and I think it's like Same. It would be- we need to go to the cowboy room to do it yes yes, yes. we gotta provoke the I mean, cowboy it is a very <laughs> to active, get some. it's an active floor so I know it makes we have sense. to go all right, all right. yeah we'll all stay on the fourth floor yeah yeah <laughs> she's freaking out inside I can feel it <laughs> she is it's fine no, it's fine I'd rather like I said I'd rather do like hotel main, like yep. old mansions or whatever Add. I don't know about abandoned places, places I can like if we were, a we yeah no uh, we I, we we've covered a lot of abandoned places on the podcast and there's a lot of things that can go on there like where people do summon yes humans like demonic things and like you said also humans well there's this one and, parking garage in Tacoma where yeah. there was a satanic Tacoma's group. where we're, we're and near I, where we live I use that term loosely because I do realize the church of satan is a very much different than what these people were doing um but they were performing rituals and like sacrificing animals and stuff and somebody that we have become friends with through the podcast was doing a tour and all of a sudden this kid had blood all over him this like eight-year-old kid so they stopped everything he went home and the tour guide called the next day to check in on the kid and it's like there was no cut there was nothing he just had blood all over him and they stopped doing they stopped going into this parking garage it was that bad yeah yeah, like th- that's the thing like why why are you messing up messing around with things like that like you yeah. don't know what you're opening you don't know what you're yeah. messing with that is right. very old like that's like viking that's kind of rituals like we're going back, back to like the 700s yeah. you know like when they yeah. used to do like, sacrifices to like yeah. odin and freya but like they didn't even know what they were you know yeah um, yeah they didn't get it and i i fully believe yeah, I there it. are maybe portals that you can open to let thousands of other places but wait, that you but, don't want to mess with well dumb people do it without realizing they'll access something not realizing what they're messing with and you just got to be cautious and mindful of what you're doing it's not a game it's not a game no it is not so for like, sure it's like i and i take this thing seriously like i don't you know like i'll you know like tear cards yes i'll i'll mess around with that stuff right it's not you know, like people say oh my that's demonic or crystals yeah. are demonic like no, like I think I have a good understanding of what yeah. is and what isn't. As long as you protect yeah, protection. That's, that's yeah. intention based as well. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. intention based, yeah. Or if you're doing like a little jar for like luck or like if you have an interview coming up, like I'll yeah. put in like some crystals and herbs together. Like that's like a little like that's like magic to me, you know? It's like herbal yeah. magic. Yeah. It's not like demonic. When then when you get into like that whole satanic rituals, it's I'm just lot. like, all right, no, yeah. no, I'm out of here. <laughs> I think it's what's hard about being a part of the paranormal community is because there are that there are those aspects of it in right. where it does, but I mean, it goes the same with religion. That is the same with organized religion. There are the dark sides of it that no one wants yeah. to acknowledge, but are there. But for us, I feel like doing what we do, people automatically like devil. You're worshiping the devil. You're yes. doing this. When really, we're not even. This is not even close. We're working with the earth and the energy and the it's positivity and it's putting your good intentions into things and it's like happiness and joy and. Yeah. Like it's like one day I'll wear my Jesus necklace and one day I'll wear my evil eye necklace. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, there's it's, a balance. Like, and they you can know? go hand in hand. 
You they just, yeah. But people don't realize that. People no, think that, and that's where I think it's sad. Dark because, or light. And it's like, no, there is. Yeah, a- no, it's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, what we're doing is not dark. There are dark sides to it, but there are dark sides to everything. Everything has to have a dark and light. It's a balance. Absolutely. As long as you're not hurting anybody at the end of the day, you're doing your own thing. Why not? Yep. Yep. Intention too. It's a lot of intention. Yeah. Yeah. So I see you guys go to Salem a lot. Yeah. She's very jealous. (laughs) So obviously I grew up in New England. I was never allowed to go to Salem. So I think that needs to be another field trip. I would love. I just don't want to go during... Not Halloween, it looks wild. It looks crazy. You know, it's like it's fun, but you know, it's tiring. You're not gonna enjoy it as much as like if you were to go like right before. Yeah. I think the best time to go is like that first weekend, the no, the last weekend of September, mm-hmm. where okay. crazy hasn't started yet. Um, and then you still got the you know people on the street yeah. dressed up like Michael Myers, and mm-hmm. you know like you still got the fun. Um, Jack the skeleton like you still have some characters out on the street that you can take pictures with so yeah. it's still fun but it's not that crazy and you can still find parking because if you yeah because if you go <laughs> yeah, well, that's important because if you go towards the end a lot of things are closed for the season like yeah. in November so you won't really enjoy it as much but if you get the peak before okay. the, yeah. the the craziness crazy. happens it's fun okay Interesting. good to know okay yeah. We will keep that in mind. And if we ever ready. make it out, we'll let you know. When yes. we make, when we yes. make it out, when. That's when. Let us know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let when. Us let us know that it'll be fun. It's, yes. It's different. So Yes. And uh, well, there is a couple of haunted hotels there too mm-hmm. that we want to investigate. There's yeah. the Hawthorne Hotel. Um, Salem. And um, the Merchant is another one that definitely want to stay there next. And I, I stayed at the Coach House over the weekend. Um. I had like the weirdest dream. Like I told it and the next day I was like, oh my God, I felt like that place had to be haunted or something was there because I felt like somebody came in the room and it was like a guardian angel or something that he gave me something that I was supposed to take. And I don't know, it's like this whole weird dream that I woke up in the morning. I was so confused. I thought I was still like, like in the dream. In the dream. And I was like, asked my husband, like, I, I feel like somebody was in, like, did somebody just come in the room? Like, was the door, like, I went to check the door. I was so like delusional You're like so I couldn't, yeah I couldn't get my like head straight and I'm like oh my god I feel like th- there's something in this place <laughs> I don't know what it is but it was such a bizarre experience and I loved it I mean the, the merchant isn't that the Jonathan Ward house isn't it I'm because we did an episode on the Jonathan Ward house and I'm I'm almost positive that that's, that's the merchant further down the street oh that's the um that one that one is right across from the park in salem the john okay because i know you can stay there yes it's like an airbnb i think okay oh no the george corwin house is what i'm thinking of oh george corwin where'd you see that or joshua ward joshua, joshua ward. ward there it is I was there like... it is right there what is I they thought seven gables. There's you can like, say that, yeah. The you and your damn gables, my gables. That's how her husband and I bonded was over <laughs> gables. I don't oh, know. Bonded over gables. He was making fun of you because you're obsessed with gables. It's true. <laughs> hey, that's still bonding, you know. Exactly. It is. Let's my, call it bonding. My husband and Meg have a very like brother sister relationship, and because her husband is not social, he's a very quiet man, and he's not like into the. He's not into the yeah. paranormal. He's not into the podcast. Uh, supports he, it. He supports the podcast beyond, but he's just not. It, like he's all sit at home with the kids. So like whenever we go out and do stuff, my husband will come with, and so I'm kind of like stuck in between. I feel like dumb and dumber while they're like going at each other, and I'm just sitting there like, what the hell is going on? Entertainment. That is so funny. Oh, it's entertaining, but also I'm like, can you two shut up? Like, no, but it's. I mean, she went to the bathroom a couple weeks ago, and these two gentlemen came to the table and made me very uncomfortable. So I told them that her husband was my husband, and then she comes back to the table. And I'm like, I'm sorry, he's my husband. And I was like, that's fine. And so I just went on this whole thing. And this guy was like, so what What would your husband say if he knew a guy at the bar was hitting on you? And I was like, I don't know. He'd probably just be happy his wife is getting hit on. 
yeah exactly like, right across from us like at the table and he was like because my my husband's so chill he's just like he was laughing he didn't I, care I they, they I were panicked. so these guys are like blacked out drunk it was so bad it was not it was what are you gonna do you know yeah, just yeah we were i was just like sitting there i was like first of all my husband's right there i'm not going anywhere second of all this guy was like 70 and was disgusted he was, like, <laughs> okay. he was disgusted he was gross there was no but it was more just like he wouldn't leave us alone and it was like we and so we were, i was just playing along i was like yeah, yeah. i have no idea what can I, you do I, at that I point situations like that because you're like put in such a weird spot you're like okay i'm not yeah and right race properly but at the same time like right like i'm not gonna be a horrible person but at the same yeah. time please go away you're oh, too drunk away but the only reason i let him stay was because he told me he thought i was 29 and i'm actually 36 so oh. i was like he thought i was 28 oh you are a year younger than me so well there you go <laughs> it may be you know i was like you can think that i'm young that's great yeah exactly <laughs> it's like I got something out of it. <laughs> yeah, it made me feel good about myself for a minute. So, yeah. anyways, all right. Well, um, we'll let's uh, we'll turn the recording off. Yeah, and yeah. we'll so, then thank we can you guys just, so much. We'll for keep chatting. Us. Yeah. Thank, thank you, so you much. Thank you. We really appreciate you this having was a lot us of fun. On. Honestly, this was so fun. I love yeah. it. Really- <laughs> I mean, let's do this again. This was so much fun. I know. Like, Maybe in a few months we'll set up another um topic. Get to yeah. another topic. Another, we'll get in and, and do we'll, a we'll do the story so that you guys don't have to do all the work. She does the work anyway, so just <laughs> put a couple <laughs> like and it's fine. And we all just sit here and have a good time. Just yeah, we're not worried about that. Next time, next time I'll bring wine since we have ciders. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Next time, bring the wine. That there's the requirement. <laughs> you do a few little things and just let her. We should do is do us do an episode and then go visit the location. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see each other in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. we will. We definitely. Will. I'm gonna manifest it. I'm gonna put in my manifestation. Yes, okay. manifest it. That's exactly I don't have to it. do anything. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we'll we'll turn off the recording and then. Yes. We'll, yep. Thank All you. right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. How do we start recording? Uh, <laughs> my contacts are done.